Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Gaming Manifesto. I'm Callie. Here with me today I have Holly. Bonsoir. And uh, Odrin. Hello. From uh, GamingSandbox.com, our dear friends and enemies. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I thought I'd just get jumped in so we can keep chatting about computer games and hear some of your gripes with uh, with your previous being ripped off in the cup or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, actually, I want to start by saying it's such an honour to be in the presence of the self-proclaimed uh, slut for horror anthology that herself. I am, that I am and will be <laughs> that until to, my dying That day. to this day is my favourite episode <laughs> of The Treehouse. It is so good. It like just I think it's more the reaction of everyone else that just made it, but it was just so good. I, it just was unexpected. Reaction to genuine honesty. It's the, be- it's the best comparison to draw. <laughs> it is. And it's true. It's true. If also... anything, more so today than ever. It grows every day. <laughs> it is what anyone ever brings up. If they're like, oh yeah, I've been listening to your podcast. Yeah, I really like uh, Holly. And like, and then they they quote that bit. And I'm like, oh yeah, cheers. That's not my podcast. It's fine. That's, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, so I mean... Sorry about last time in the what was referred to as the Comic Cup and is now the Robo Cup, probably Woo! officially. Um, but yeah, like I mean, if it's a story I liked, then or I think I'm going to be interested in that, will make me play. It. Oh, it, look, shut up! It was a good argument he made. You can't just say it wasn't a good argument. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not here to make enemies, so I won't, I won't push it any further, Kelly. Well, that's what I'm trying not to do. But the thing is, right? I'm left with the whole: Do I throw the competition specifically to you know appease our guests, or do I go with go yes. with my heart? And you like, do. You do, Kelly. I, I, you I always feel, appease your guests. I feel like I should. I, I felt really bad, especially after then, like, you know, I had yourself and I had Connor both on and both lost. I'm like, oh, man. I'm... <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it was really embarrassing. We never recovered. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you went so hard at Gang Beasts. <laughs> There's motivation there. there. <laughs> I suppose we have to thank you for that, then. Yeah, the hatred in your eyes that day. <laughs> Um, well, unfortunately, like today, you're up against Holly, and um, hmm. Holly runs this like B Rabbit from Eight Mile. She's gonna be taking notes. She's yeah, I do. It's insane. So I'm I'm sorry, like up front. I, I don't know who's gonna win, and I, I I'm rooting for you, Adrian. I gotta It'll say. probably be Holly. Let's be honest. I take I'm the shit seriously, Just... <laughs> very seriously. If you have your bets and Paddy Power, put them on Holly. <laughs> <laughs> 
be an opportunity for you to actually get some betting on there to throw the game. Especially when it's all just done on my win. No game throwing! No, we can't start throwing it now. <laughs> if you let FIFA beat me, I am absolutely not letting the game start to be thrown now. I didn't let FIFA beat you. It beat you fair and square. You make the decisions. You let FIFA, FIFA beat me. FIFA doesn't beat anyone fair and square. <sighs> you kicked me in the face emotionally. I'm you sorry. destroyed what was my FIFA life. against? I don't, don't, don't. Uh, okay, so it was against PT, right? So... Are you having a laugh, Callie? <laughs> so that was that was purely by chance. That was because I don't play any sports games like whatsoever. And I was so I was say, like, how would you judge the two of them? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I was like, if we're not gonna, I was like, because literally the only sports game I've ever played is Wii Sports, and it was a while ago. And so I was like, I was like, I'll just, I'll. Take you should have done Wii like, Sports. That would have been unreal. Because I was like, it'll be a harder decision. <laughs> Imagine me like, oh, sorry, you don't have FIFA. Do you want to play PT? <laughs> 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 well, Callie, Callie, you'd be like, nah, fuck that, I'm going home. He'd be like, I love FIFA, I'm not staying <laughs> here. Broke, I'm not thing. staying here if you don't have FIFA. Does PT have Ronaldo, does it? <laughs> <laughs> it also didn't have fucking cat ears and crates behind waterfalls, which is why it didn't win. <laughs> I say that, I say that, the week where that was an argument, I did win that week. So that one's fine, I take that back. Exactly, even without cat ears, Thanks it won. So I'm, uh, it's, it's not just on my... It's because there's an actual cat. <laughs> it's because there's an actual cat in the game. Which was my argument on the day, and it was dumb as hell that that was even an argument, and I was stunned by I that. I was um, I, I, we recently recorded for Indie Insight, and uh, the game I was talking about was my favourite <laughs> all-time night in the woods, where you play as a cat. So um, I don't want anyone reading too much into this, but <laughs> cat ears, and I'm there, I'm sold. <laughs> You should get the. You can get the like attachable ears for your headphones, uh, Kelly. I know they're quite expensive, like, and that's because I have looked them up. They're more. Exp- I say they're quite expensive. They're not hugely, but they're more than I feel like I can justify on something. To just you I know. like Deadass was gonna get some, but I only wanted some if they were orange, and apparently they don't exist. So yeah. I looked. Everywhere. I saw the um the like straight up gamer headset and like the pink mm. headset with cat ears, and I was tempted with that, but then. I'm not streaming for anyone or anything, so... Like, I know, but it would just be... It would just be... Cute. Yeah, it would be cute. Recording, be like, hi, guys. Buy it for you. For Don't buy it for anyone else, Callum. <laughs> for Maybe yourself. I will. <laughs> um, so, guys, like, where, where, where stuff? What have we been playing? Has anyone been playing anything of any interest they want to give me? I'm trying... I want to... Um, I've been listening to a lot of a great podcast uh, called Indie Insight, or formerly known as uh, the Unofficial Game Pass podcast. And, yeah. like, they've, they're very formulaic and, like, they will actually talk about things and don't just, you know, <laughs> bullshit for the whole hour. So I, I want to kind of try and bring a bit of for- that formula into this this here. <laughs> so um, that's why I've got you on, really. I'm here to learn, Antio Adrian. To get formula. He brought me on for formula. Connor, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the last episode, but I mixed, I messed up the intro like twice and Connor had to take it off me. So think, um, uh, you don't leave it in though, do you? Like, uh, no, no. I, I oh, we that. do. We leave in the bad stuff, yeah. So I, I think heard it's the more one natural, before be where um, you were like you'd been recording for like seven minutes or something, and then realised it was like fucked. yeah, we did a we did a Psychonauts episode, and I think it was like an hour, and we only talked about Psychonauts for like fifteen minutes. I think <laughs> the rest of it was just like talking pure shite. Oh, like, I can't I relate like to the... that. Our podcasts always stay on track. That <laughs> never totally horror based. Totally <laughs> they're the best subject yeah. for the entire hour every single time. No, but they're really. the, they're the best types of podcasts, though, really, aren't they? Like yeah, you don't want yeah. someone who's just going to be like. Okay, now we're on to point two, guys. Okay, everyone bring your points. He's like, no, you want someone who's just gonna like sit down and chat about stuff, and if it goes somewhere else, then it goes somewhere else. Like that's the main but thing. Someone within within the uh, the, the Republic um, 
listened to one of our podcasts, not this one, uh, they listened to Red Sun and it talked about um, Prison Break for a bit and they've not gone back. So like, that's not comics. <laughs> so, so I feel some people need to stay on topic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, gaming, like, what we what let's let's talk about a game we've played and let's talk about it in a very review kind of way. So have you have you played anything, Holly? I'm I'm gonna guess from your busy schedule, no. Actually, you will be wrong. Ooh. For the first oh. time since I started working for this website, I've actually played something new <laughs> concurrently. So me and my <laughs> other half, um so a few like a few weeks back now, I played the Telltale game Wolf Among Us. Purely because I had it downloaded and I was isolating at the time. I didn't want anything that was going to mash my brain. And so I played that and I really, really enjoyed it. And my other half was like, oh, we'll have made Walking Dead games and Batman games and all this stuff. And a Borderlands game, I'm pretty sure. There might be more than one, but mm. they, they do Borderlands games too. Um, and he was like, oh, they've got some other ones that are really, really good. So I downloaded all of them. I downloaded all the Walking Dead ones, all the Batmans. I didn't download the Borderlands one because I've never played Borderlands. Um, I tried with the Batman one and it had way, way more like combat than the Wolf Among Us did. So I was like, fuck that game, I'm not going back. And then with the Walking Dead one, it starts and naturally you have to fight off a zombie. And I was like, ah, it's scary. So I didn't go <laughs> back to that one on my own. So I went to my other half and I was like, oh, will you play them with me? I was like, I'm finding it hard on my own. Zombies and scary. And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And so we played through the entirety of season one. Because for anyone that's unfamiliar, um, Telltale Games, at least for the ones that I played um, originally when they came out in like 2013, 14, dropped in episodes, like weekly episodes. And then obviously now, years later, you buy them all as one bundle. But before they dropped in episodes. Um, and so we've played like an episode a day and we're now on season two of the walking dead and it's really fucking good like really really good i think if i was playing it if i did the entire thing with the controller in my hands i think i'd get a bit stressed because there's a lot of like um like quick time elements to it where you have to shoot zombies and stuff and obviously they come towards you and their faces are melting off and it's not very nice (laughs) but the story is incredible like it's really really hard to put down like it's the first game i've played in ages where like you know when you binge watch a Netflix show and you're like, oh, we'll do like one more episode. It's the exact same thing because it's like the games are like they're all like decision based. So it's like them games where you have um like multiple different endings where the game leads to different ways, like Heavy Rain and Detroit and stuff like that. Except way, way more so. Like every conversation, you choose what you say, and they're mm. really, really good. Just the story is fantastic. The only thing is, is some of the controls are a little, a little bit weird. So like shooting's really hard because you have to like do like like the the um allocation of the joysticks is super weird when you have to shoot stuff. But apart from that, I'm really really fucking enjoying them. They're really good. And so there's I think there's three or four seasons, and then there's like DLCs for a couple of them, and then there's a Michonne season. So we're gonna try and play them all. I think. What I love most about that is how you started with I started trying to play it on my own, but essentially too scary. No, the host of our horror podcast. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's a unique perspective at least uh, it just it was just too scary so like no spoilers but in the first season um you start as this man and he's getting like driven somewhere and um the a walker comes out into the middle of the road and the guy driving swerves the car in the crash and then he wakes up to that guy like on the floor dead and he's like oh my god so he gets out the car to, like see if he's okay 
and he comes over and the guy wakes up and you fall over and this dude's like crawling towards you and you have to really, really quickly like get your shit together and shoot him and it's really hard. And I'm pretty sure when I tried to play it originally on my own, I didn't even get to shoot him. I just closed the game. I was like, I'm not doing that. If you didn't manage it, do you just die? Do you get eaten by a zombie? Yeah. Like, if you fail, but that's one thing about the game is that like, so if there's a moment where you get bitten and like killed, like it takes you back to literally that exact moment rather than like a checkpoint because there aren't really mm. checkpoints. So whenever if it like gets to late on a night and we want to close the game, we have to wait till the next loading screen to make sure that like where like our progress till now is saved because if like a story mode, there's no manual saving. And then there's no, like, checkpoints. You know, the way you get in normal games where it's like, like, save points or checkpoints, they don't exist. So so these are these are the first sort of story Telltale games you've played? Um, besides the uh, Wolf um, Yeah, they're the first ones I've played. And okay. so I ended up doing loads of research into the company because they went bust and they've, like, um, technically we haven't started up again, but they, went, they announced The Wolf Among Us in 20... The Wolf Among Us 2 in 2017... Mm. And then went bust in 2018, I think. Either that or, like, announced it in 2016 and went bust in 2017. And another company has now, um, like, started to make The Wolf Among Us. But they've just hired all the workers from Telltale Freelance. So they're all there to work on the game. So it's the same people working on the game. But um, The Wolf Among Us was really, really good. The only thing is, is that it came out, it might have even came out on PS3, you know. Because it was a while ago and we've played them all on PS5. So some of the controls are like rickety as heck. Like they're really, really like, like an old wardrobe. But apart from that, apart from that, they are good. They're really good for their so, time. I want to know what happens to the Wolf Among Us. That showed up on a um, list a while back that uh, one of our guys mm-hmm. did on uh, robot-republic.com um, <laughs> for like top five choice based games. Oh yeah. So it's what LA. actually is it though? What so is it? you start off, it's based on the, the DC have a set of comics about fables who are like fairy tale creatures who live in the real world and they have to like okay. hide themselves and stuff like that. And so you are Big B, his name is, who was like the big bad wolf in like fairy tale land. And um, you live in like this district of New York that's exclusively fairy tale people, um, and all these. So basically, one day this other um fairy tale creature that you've met like early in the story, you come out one day and a head's just on the doorstep, and then loads of these murders start happening where people's heads are coming up, and you have to just get the bottom of it basically. But as you go, so depending on what decisions you make, you unlock different characters and, like, different parts of the story and stuff like that. So it's, like, you know, until dawn, where if you want to collect all the trophies, there's, like, there's like explicit demand that you have to play the game more than once. Mm. It's the same thing. So, like, to get even close to, like, all of the trophies or unlocking everything, you have to play through again. Which I'd have no problem with. It was really fucking good. But it's um you have to go through and you meet all these people and like like obviously you solve you like solve the murders and get through with that, but bit by bit you learn more about like about Big B and what he's done and like his history with all these other characters and stuff like that. It's really, really good. I really liked it. I don't know what number two is gonna be. I've got no idea. But it was number one was really good. I really enjoyed it. It's good to know it's based on a DC thing. I didn't realise that either from the um the article I read. Uh 
so I mean, in our attempt to be vaguely like we're reviewing stuff, anything bad? Is it bad? Any good? Um, bad? I would good say bad? obviously, yeah. like it's it's completely in retrospect, so I don't know if it's entirely. Oh, sorry. Bad. I mean, I actually know. Let's let's talk about the the Walking Dead, the new one you're playing there. Okay. Um, uh, anything baddie on that? Um, uh, well, they're all. I don't know when they were. I think Wolf Among Us was 2014, but Walking Dead were all because obviously they went bust in 2017. So everything predates that. I think I could mm. be completely wrong, but I think like the newest thing that they made that got a lot of traction was the Batman games. I think they've got two um, Telltale Batman games, um, which I've I've had a lot of like mixed reviews about. One of my friends um, who like knows a lot about Batman who told me to play all the Arkham games. He was like, "Don't play the Telltale games. They're shit." But then a lot of little people have asked to be like dislike them really heavily or really really liked them or whatever. Um, but I think what the season that we're playing now of The Walking Dead, I think it came out in twenty fourteen. Again, I could be wrong. And so all the controls are like slightly rickety. You get a notification when you open the game on PS five that because it was designed for a different platform, the unexpected things will happen. So when that first came up, we were like, what the fuck does that mean? We were like, I don't like, I was like, I don't want anything like horrible happening. And it's not, it's just like, we've had it like glitch out a couple of times, like, like majorly glitch out where we're like stuck on screens and people don't move and stuff like that, where we've had to like restart the game. But that's just part of playing it on a platform that it wasn't even remotely designed. No, that does feel like a very, like just putting a warning up front, like we've done a shit job porting this. Well, it happened, I think <laughs> like... I've talked about this before, but I played After Party again on the PS5, mm. which there's no PS5 update for it because it came out in 2014. Um, and that on the PS5 was glitchy as fuck, like really glitchy. Like to the point where like like I was losing like like decent amount of my saves because that didn't have a, like a manual save feature either. Where I was losing loads of my saves because I had to close the game and start again and it hadn't saved my um, progress. Which it hasn't been that big of an issue with um, the Walking Dead games, but obviously, especially when it's in the middle of something really really tense and like someone just gets stuck in a car, it's like ah, oh. <laughs> it ruins the immersion a little bit. But that's if we played it on PS3, we probably wouldn't have that problem. Sure. You told me about the game um, after party and like how much you love it, and then I've had a review from Harrison saying it's shit out. So at some point, I want to get both of you on here just to yell at each other for a while. I think a lot of the appeal for after party to me is that I really like like a low effort, high story based game because I'm not good at playing games, and so whenever any game gives me a lot of like combat or like shoot shooty elements or like stuff where I need to properly like incorporate like quick thinking, that sounds really really bad. But I like to like chill when i'm playing games and not get stressed and so after party really did that it had like mm. a really really sick story with not a lot of stuff that you have to do and even then the stuff the only things you have to do where you like control yourself and do it manually is like shot games and, and be a pong and even then i was <laughs> shit at them <laughs> i was absolutely shit at them um but i think that's why but when i because i played it and loved it so i thought it would have been like a universally loved game one time i think it might have been on red scare um, it's not even called Red Scare anymore. It's Treehouse. Um, when I, I think I spoke about it on Treehouse. Um, I went on to either Treehouse or here. I went on to Steam while we were recording and the reviews are like are like 50-50. It's got like mm. two and a half stars or three stars or something like that, which wasn't what I expected at all. But um, I, I think a lot of people like, critique it and it's fair, but I really liked it. It's really fun. I really liked it. So... Sorry, I've, I've diverted from the ones you were originally talking about. So, Walking Dead, yes. best game ever or total shit? Um, no, I really, really liked it. It's the first time in a while. Um, I'd say probably since I played um the PS4 Spider-Man for the first time when we first mm. went into lockdown. Um, and that was 
the first time where I've like stayed up into the early hours like playing the game and that's the first time since then since in like over a year apart from because even even Resident Evil 8 I, like obviously I really really enjoyed it but like I could get home and be like oh we won't play it tonight like I can't be asked. but with The Walking Dead every bit of free time that we've had together it's been played like for hours I really really it's up there for me personally okay. it's up there not what see, I'm this is... saying, not what I'm talking about today, but I, I really, really like it. I think it's really good. See, this is this is um this is my att- with the attempt to trying to make this review based, but knowing that we're not we're, we're not smart enough for that. So uh, <laughs> basically, there's, there's going to be two layers of uh, two. It's either dog shit or best game ever. There, they're going to be the kind of two <laughs> two standards we can go to. I, feel, I, feel, I don't know if you checked out the episode me and T were talking about Spider Man, which mm-hmm. he thinks is dog shit, by the way. <gasps> Um, the PS4 yeah. version. Yeah, zero out of ten. He said. But We're we gonna do fight. We're gonna <laughs> fight. I'm so upset. I loved it. I love it. It's on. I was wound up, and list. I've not even played it. Like, I loved I, I, it. I loved it. I'm gonna I can say objectively, it's not a zero out of ten game. No, but it's not. <laughs> it's really fucking good. How dare he? I will I be sending him an email. <laughs> Disrespectful. So, Odrin. Adrian, uh, yes. firstly, I think you're gonna you like you'd have to be polite here. Feel free to try and interrupt, otherwise you're never gonna get to say anything with Holly on. You really want so sorry. just just start shouting. <laughs> just talk over I me. Was... I'll shut up. Yeah, I was gonna say for Ori Eight, I, I completely forgot the uh, how addicted I got to that game. I think I finished it in a day. Like I, I don't even think I got it when it came out. I played like literally eight hours straight to finish Ori Eight in the one day, and I don't know how I managed. To oh do my that. god! Resident really? Resident Evil. I get, yes. I get so yeah. yeah, I get so little time off. I think that one day I was just like, you know, when you find a game and you're like really mm. hooked on it, you're like, oh, I'm gonna finish this. I like, thought it was a long ass game. Like, like I really enjoyed it, but I remember thinking like, fuck me, this is like it's, long. Yeah, it. I think it seems long in some segments because it's like especially like going back for other playthroughs like it's really linear like there's no like variety to it like you Mm -hmm. kind of just go there shoot people like the chris bit i'm sorry spoiler i suppose the chris (laughs) bit anyone who like yeah that's about it like but like that is very much like a call of duty game at the end of the day i said Uh, this i said this you're the first person that's agreed with me and you're correct I said the bit with Chris. It's because obviously you go from like, I've talked about this so much, but you go from like the Benevito house, which is like completely like mm. immersive thingy horror to like bang, 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 headshot, gulag. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is really confusing tone wise. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Because I liked it, yeah. but obviously I feel like it peaked really early, like for me personally, which in turn made it even longer. Because when it, when it got to the end and it was just shoot everything you see, I was like, "This does nothing for me." So um, yeah, I did love it. I, yeah, I I'm a bit, I'm a bit, like I'm torn on it now. I still think I still really like it, but it's like one of those games that you just like for the sake of like liking it in that sense. Like you know, there's problems with it, but you'll still play it. Mm-hmm. It's like um when I like because when I play that one, I was like, I really like Beneviento House, but like replaying that is really boring. Because mm. oh, like, yeah. like the first the first part where you get through it like is fine, but I really like the Heisenberg stuff near the end where mm-hmm. you're in the factory. I like oh. that, and mm-hmm. the Demetresque stuff I feel like is really underwhelming. I I think that kind of the whole Demetresque thing was like the hype was like ooh goth lady big titties, and so once <laughs> you get over the goth lady big titties, it's just like this is a fucking massive house, like yeah. it can't be arsed. Then... Like I I remember we uh, we haven't even finished our second playthrough. Because we went back to it to play it again. And there was one bit in the Benavito house where you're on the roof and you can jump over a wall, but you can't jump back. 
So it means yeah, you have to loop no. all the way around. And when we went to turn back, we were like, we can't even, we were like, fuck this. We were like, can't even get That's, over. Yeah. What's happened to that it's, wall that now means you can't get back over? It made no sense. It's all. one of those games that like, I like I don't like speed running games at all. Like I just don't have the patience for it. But like, it's one of those games that I feel like I could sit down and speed run if I wanted to, just because it's so like, like you can almost remember everything you've done because it's like, it's short in comparison to a lot of games. It's about like, at most eight hours and I think you can speed run it in about two and a half if you're like really quick and it's just like yeah I mean it loses a bit of its appeal after like the first playthrough but it's like yeah I, I still like it for what it is I definitely prefer it to seven. Oh, um, really yeah Ooh, I yeah because I'm a bit torn because I really like the beginning of seven but I feel like the ending of seven is just really boring like the way it's played out it just kind of completely abandons its tone mm-hmm. and I feel like the same for eight but at least eight kind of goes in with this more like action-centric attitude mm. and i quite like the aesthetic of eight as well I like think, the whole like village element of it is really cool i think with seven because when i think to eight because it's split up so clearly into like mm. different segments i think back and i can recall like each segment perfectly but when i think back to seven i don't really have that that much but i will say for seven i think seven peaked early as well like really but i think a lot i yeah. think that about a lot of resident evil games to be honest like, like it, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really yeah, early. it doesn't put, it, it doesn't put a downer on them. But whenever I think about like, um, like Resident Evil Three, I think the bit that I think of the most is that beginning bit where you run out of the apartment from Nemesis and you're going around the city trying to get into the police station. Um, mm. is the first bit that bit, and then the very ending fight with Nemesis. I can't even remember the middle bit. Um, but with number eight, I'm like, oh yeah, it goes this, 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 this. But even seven, I played number seven. Me and three of my uni housemates, because we were all still in the uni house over summer, because we all worked. We, all of us were fannies. Even the, the lad that was holding the controller <laughs> still, when it got, like, really intense, he was, he was like, pausing it, like, no, like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> it got to the end, and, like, I was going to say spoiler, but that game's been out fucking ages. If you get it spoiled, it's your fault. Um, it, At the very, very <laughs> end, this huge fight where, is it Evelyn? Yeah. The evil girl is like this giant monster and you have to shoot her eyes to kill her. And it lasts about like two minutes. Yeah. Like when she fell, when we played it, we were like, oh, she's not dead. Like we need to get ready. And she dissolves and dies. And we were like, what the fuck? Like it felt like there was so much more effort into like, even Marguerite. I remember Marguerite's fight in Resi 7 being fucking oh, horrifying. Because she turns yeah. into like this like spider creature, doesn't she? When she first crawls off down the uh, little tunnel and she's spidery legs like that. Yeah. The only you... thing is, well, image, <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, the, sorry. Yeah, the only thing I'd say about seven, like when you get to that final boss, it's kind of like, like, cause like Resident Evil games kind of like give you this idea that you need to be like saving up all your resources and everything and getting ready for like whatever's at the end and then the end you like you you put a few bullets into evelyn and then the end you just get given this gun by chris redfield so it's kind of like okay well that's that done whereas like at least at the end of seven at least the end of eight like you kind of have to do that with i don't even know what the mother's name is and... miranda. Mother miranda miranda yeah sorry um <laughs> so yeah I suppose, yeah, resources kind of got thrown out the window at 8, though. Because you can just have, like, as much stuff as you want. I never had a time. And you can buy, like, bigger cases and everything. It's just, like, yeah. On the, on no, the, I quite like on it. On, like, a replay as well, I think we bought we bought infinite ammo for, you know, the gun. Yeah. That, I don't know what it's called, like, legally. But, you know, the gun that shoots explosions. Do you know which one the I'm grenade. on about? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I think it's the grenade launcher. It's, like, a big wheel. And you, like, reload the wheel. But we have that. And so, you know, when you have to fight the big troll guy... Yeah. Do you know what I'm on about? With him, mm. I've got a video that I tweeted where it's just going bang, 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 and he can't even get towards us, and it made it so easy. 
which obviously mm. is is like good in some respects, but at the same time, I was like, it makes the entire game like, like like really quick to play, and you know, it's like oh, if you have like enough ammo, you can just like like get through this game really really quickly if you know where you're going. Yeah. There's like not uh, a lot yeah. of challenge to it. I feel like seven and eight particularly are very much like. They're games I enjoy the first time I play them, but it's not something I'm itching to get back to. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I think that's fair. I yeah, on, um, on. talk about like, the play replayability of 8 with House Ben of an 8 say it's just, where even with the horrible gross fetus thing, it does the same kind of... It's really easy to evade. So once that sort of shock of it's gone, it's not mm-hmm. as bad. Like, I will admit, I watched it be played first, and then my partner played it again, but um, passed me the controller for House Ben of an so I, you know, like to swing around and say it's not scary and that. And it was, <laughs> even though I knew what was going to happen, especially when you have to go down the stairs towards the, uh, the, the well. <laughs> Me not like, like you. I just, I yeah, just don't I know well nothing's bit. down there, but I just don't want to have to go down it. <laughs> like it stays <laughs> terrifying. But you're right about seven as well. Like the pacing. I got to the, um, the bit where I'm on the ship and I just, I haven't gone and played any more of it. Oh, you know really? I have no interest in running around that ship. Like, oh, yeah, that is the worst part. It, it is the worst part. Yeah. It is anything yeah. they do that's water based. That part of the game was the worst bit of Resident Evil Seven, and I think, um, you know, the big fish guy was the worst part. Oh, of, Moreau, of number, yeah, yeah, Moreau was the first part of number eight for He's us because it took us it took us fucking ages. So you know the bit like like when he's in the water and he's like thinking around and you have to walk around mm. collecting stuff. That bit took mm. us ages and i was just like this is a joke i was like i just want to leave it took us forever <laughs> and as well he kept doing the same paths and just saying the same things and so there was like no threat involved it was just us walking around pulling levers trying to get like the right shit up and i was like Arr! yeah was the like, only yeah the other problem with it as well is because it's so rigidly linear is like there's parts where you're just like I know I have to go this way, but like until something is like, say, if there's a platform that has to come out of the water in subsections for that, like you have to wait until it comes out. You yeah, can't go exactly. a little bit before or after, and it's just like you're almost. It, it just feels so forced. Like it doesn't even feel like you're actually playing. It just feels like you're following instructions. Yeah, yeah, um, spot on. Like exactly. I was just like, oh, it felt like like because I felt like in every other part of the game, you had a chance to at least like have a bit of freedom, and there was some stuff where I was like, oh, I was like, we're gonna get caught, it's gonna be a bad guy. <laughs> but with that one, I was like, I'm stood on this thing, and he's just in the background going, mom, like doing like big leaps <laughs> in the water, and I was just like, fuck me, I was like, it just felt really tedious that bit. It's because I liked Moreau. I thought his design and stuff was really cool. I thought like what they did with him being, like, an outcast. So I was like, oh. Like, it made, I felt really bad for him. Like, at the beginning, when he's like, oh, none of them take me seriously, I was like, oh. And so I think him as a character <laughs> was wasted a little yeah. bit, I think. I like it when he yells, I'm the best. That's, yeah, that's he's like, oh, still my favourite part of the game. <laughs> the, yeah. Eight, I think 8 looks amazing. I think it's oh, the it's best looking Resident Evil game. It's gorgeous. But it's like... Mm. It's like <clears throat> the way it plays is not so much. Those the newer games though have a tendency to overstay their welcome though. Do you like, think? Maybe like by an hour or two, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could be like they could be shorter. Like I think you, I reckon you could take out one of the bosses in eight and it would be a better game. Well I think with eight, the bit that I was like get rid of it would be the bit with even though I said Moreau was the worst bit would be the bit with Chris. Apart from the bit with Miranda, yeah. I wish that the, it doesn't really make sense story wise, but I wish there was a way for us to just go straight into there rather than the bit where he's running around the village because it takes him forever. Like when the you drop can do it the as well. It takes him ages. Like on the end of seven, it was a DLC, the Chris mission, where you basically have guns and you go into the mines looking for um, Lucas. 
So yeah, that that could have been DLC or even just the separate mission you yeah. set from the main menu after you've got that. Part. It's actually yeah, I think in general though, like seven and eight, the like the worst parts of those are where you're not playing as Ethan. Oh like, yeah. I think whenever you get taken out of Ethan's control, like where whether you're Oh, what's his wife's name? Mia. Mia. Oh, where, where you're Mia on the Mia. boat is the boring. Or... Fuck Mia. And I, I actually, so I still haven't gotten the good ending for Seven because I picked Zoe in that because I was like, did. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, <laughs> Zoe is such a better choice. Like, she knows what she's doing. Like, she, like, Mia hasn't got her shit together. And so, like, <laughs> and then it's really bad that you get punished for that in the end. You get a bad ending. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, yeah, Mia dies in Seven if you you don't pick her i wouldn't even mind the murder like regardless of anything that happened in the game in number seven when we got to that i was like get rid of me she's annoying as fuck i was like she's <laughs> doing my head in i was like throw her at the sea i was like i don't mm. care i was the same in number yeah. eight as well because I, I just i find me like intolerable i don't know why but i was like i was i had no like drive to save her whatsoever like i wanted to seven. get through the game but i had no like i had no want to save her at all the other thing actually about Seven is like the horror is really good, but like it's so much better when you actually get the context behind the people who are like horrifying. Mm-hmm. So it's like at the beginning, you'll like have like Jack and all that and they'll be all like really scary or whatever. But like the best part of Seven, I think, is that little it's like a flashback, I think, when you're on the boat and it's like him. Uh, it's like Jack and Zoe because they've been cured or something. He's like, oh, please save my family or something. Yes. Like, that's the best Aww. scene in Seven. That is an unreal because like so that sad. came out of nowhere and I was like that was like genuinely heartwarming or yeah. whatever. That is great, but you wouldn't that wouldn't be great if it didn't have the you know him being just a crazed lunatic to begin with. Like mm-hmm. so, no, I, yeah. I feel I feel like it still needed that as a like. Oh no, for sure. But I think it's the best part when it shows. Mm. Like, because then you play the DLCs after because there's one where you're actually like you see Evelyn get brought to the house. Uh, and like it's when they're all normal at the beginning and then you see them slowly mutate mm-hmm. and it's like really horrifying because you know what's going to happen but it's mm-hmm. like at the same time it's like you feel really bad about it as well, well I just when, don't think I've seen that, that well, when awesome. I, I watched Seven as a playthrough before I played it like myself and so even mm-hmm. going back and playing it like seeing Jack when he's fucking mental the hindsight knowing that he's just like a bloke who's infected I was like oh. I was like, you poor man trying to kill me with an axe I was like, I was like oh. <laughs> it made me sad at the same time, on the uh, on the uh, fuck Mia bandwagon here, um, <laughs> even if like she was infected and all that, she still cut off your hand. I don't think I could ever look at like my wife or whatever yeah. again and like, be like, even if they yeah, are you infected. cut my fucking hand off. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not yeah, over this like, yet. Fuck off. That's I remember when like the opening of number eight when they were still together and having a child. I was like, bad decision. Too much I was like, trauma. see a fucking <laughs> therapist. On. I was like, break up, go separate ways. I was like, there's no. Where after all that, if if my other half was like, let's go and settle in France, I'd be like, fuck no, I'm mean, like, I'm yeah. not doing that. They'd essentially been broken up for like a year before when she went missing anyway, and I it was know. just assumed that she had ran off. So like, he must have gone through the whole grieving of just getting over her process. Then what? He gets his hands cut off by her. He gets helped by a much better person. Yeah. And then at the end, he just decides, yeah, I'm going to marry this one. I like them who get home and they're like, oh, I don't get how after all that they've went home and been like, oh, like, do you want to go for a fucking Toby Carvery? Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I li- like, I'm like, I don't, like, I don't get where at what point they were like, oh, we'll go back to normal now. Because how do you, when your wives came at you with a chainsaw and cut your hand off and had like gross minging teeth and you've had to like nearly kill yourself? Well, I was about to, I was about to spoil number eight, just kind of a spoiler. But when like like you put yourself in a lot of grave danger and all this shit to then just go back to normal, I'm just mm. like that. I'm just like, it wouldn't happen. 
in real I guess life. there's just like both traumatized, they stick together because of we just can't deal with people that haven't. Which is by unhealthy! Which is not yeah, very good. unhealthy. Still not good. Even if they're like, oh, it's in nature there, we've both been possessed. I'm just like, that's still. I just maybe they're just making the best of a bad situation, though. True. It's not going to be a good. It's not going to be a good life for either of them. Their I lives are over. If I was struggling because I didn't have a hand and I shared a bed with the person who got rid of said hand, I think <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be together. Actually, I'd be like, do you want to go rather than try? You can actually sleep like... on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> the marriage is not all that it seems. <laughs> It makes no fucking sense. I don't like Mia. Is the bottom line of that? Fuck Mia. Yeah. Anyway, Odrin, what have you been playing? Playing anything good? Yeah, you actually got me in a good week because usually I Yay. played nothing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this week I actually played a few bits. So I played twelve minutes, um, which I am. Um, I'm still in two minds about. To be honest, uh, half of me thinks it's like because whenever I try and think about games that kind of break through, I suppose the mainstream a little bit because I think twelve minutes did that. Um, because it's more so like it's ve- like because obviously James McAvoy's in it, Daisy Ridley, Willem Dafoe, so it's like it's got that name appeal already. So I was like, oh, okay, so what am I thinking about this? Because it's like you know when you think of like older movies like before Citizen Kane, it's like they're trying everything and anything, and then Citizen Kane comes along and it's like now there's like a a core formula of what is a good movie or whatnot, or at least that's what people <laughs> perceive it when they're like going through like trying to make money back. I feel like in games we're not really there yet, so it's like people are trying everything and anything. So I feel like 12 minutes is kind of like, I don't know, you, like when your friend invites you to like their theater show or something and you're kind of like sitting there halfway through and you're like, why did I go to this? Um, <laughs> I know I'm trying to be supportive, but this is not what I'm here for. One of those sorts of things. But saying that, I actually, I think it's, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I like the, I suppose I suppose I should probably explain the premise. So 12 minutes is pretty much um, like this guy is caught in a time loop um, and he's trying to figure out um what's going on because this uh uh guard or cop or police officer or whatever keeps knocking on his door like um and he ends up dying at the end of each loop because this guy chokes him out or whatever so he's trying to figure out how to stop him or why this guy is coming in and trying to kill him so i don't want to spoil too much of it it's it is kind of artsy in some elements um i mean if that's your thing sure i i mean i don't personally mind it either but um it's it's got a really interesting top-down perspective. I like the approach it's gone for. I don't think it needs to have, like, like you could take Daisy Ridley and James McAvoy out of it, and you wouldn't even notice because they're actually like there's they have they have accents on. So like, bar putting their names in trailers, I don't think it serves much more. And I actually think having the professional voice actors in some cases actually wasn't a good idea because when you're playing a game that's on a loop continuously. Uh, and you're hearing the same lines of dialogue over and over again it can get really tedious and you're like i know for a fact even if like it's just um like your character because your character's going through a loop he knows he's going through a loop so he's not going to say the same stuff each time word for word uh, and i feel like they definitely they probably wanted to do that but i imagine it just costs so much to have those actors there to begin with that they had to like really limit the lines they could use um so i think they could have gotten someone cheaper who would just be as good. Like there's plenty of good voice actors out there. Um, but I, I think it's good. I think it's, it's getting really divisive reviews at the moment. Some people absolutely despise it. And some people <laughs> really like it. Um, I know there's like a whole load of controversy surrounding its endings. Uh, and I like, I'm not going to get into that. Cause again, I don't want to spoil them. Um, 
but yeah, I thought it was an interesting experience. It was good that it was on Game Pass. Um, and I think even it's only like twenty euro as well, and I think it's probably worth that if I'm all, if I'm honest. And at the end of the day, like you're supporting an indie developer in a sphere that is predominantly dominated by big companies, so it's always nice to give the little guy a shout. You said about the ending, I, we won't spoil anything, but is it just me or did part the whole? Does it not make sense? The does it, the stuff with the father is what I'm kind of getting at. Does yeah, that but, not make sense, right? I mean, I mean, maybe a little bit, but at the same time, it always feels like it's kind of like. Like, the game kind of acts like that child in the classroom that's like, oh, you didn't like that bit? Okay, here's another bit. Now notice me, please. So, like, it like throws in a load of stuff uh-huh. to try and, like, subvert the viewer's mm. expectations. I think I think it's a little bit overdone. And then, uh, I won't spoil it, but there's a really big gaming cliche of, like... Oh, no, I can't, I can't go into it, sorry. <laughs> uh, we, by I, the way, we, we, we never shy away from spoiling things on here, yeah. so feel free. Okay, well, I'll go, I'll go straight into it then. Um, the, Spoiler warning. Yeah, Jump there's a really yes, yeah. So there's um there's like a bit in in one of the endings. It's all about like your character gets amnesia and then goes back to the beginning again of the loop. But it's like, oh, that's great! Like amnesia, such a an original concept in video games for characters. Like like there's a whole series named after it. Like at this stage, like it's, it's um I always think that's really overdone, and I feel like that's always a cop out for some stuff. It's just like okay, fair enough. That's what you want to do, but it's like it's really boring in a sense. And I understand this is like really easy for me to say this having not done any work on a game in my life and just be like given out about this but I, I i say that with like the knowledge that i actually really i was really intrigued by this game when i first saw it i was like this is something i want to get behind when it was revealed in like 2019 at e3 i was like yes this looks like a game i would get behind um and like i think it's a really i think it's a step forward in the right direction for like the game and industry to have like this more not so much a game, but more of an interactive experience. Mm. Uh, like it is, I would say, if I was to describe like the gameplay aspect of it, it's a mix. It's like, it's the balance between like a full RPG and like, you know, that Bandersnatch Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's that mix in between where it's like, yes, there's a bit of a game, but like you're more so there for the story and the choice elements and trying to figure out the mystery at the end. So I, re- I really enjoyed that about it. Um, I will say a lot of people's like, justifications of it being tedious and repetitive are i think are fair there's like a lot of stuff that you can like even if you're like following a guide straight forward you'll still find like repetitive lines and whatnot each time so um but yeah no it's it's an interesting game I, i'll be interested to see how it lasts the test of time to be honest and how people will find it see so for the um the repetitive bit like the one that i found a bit annoying was every time you had to even once you got to the point where you would explained it to her the and so there was like a kind of shortcut to jump through that bit you still had to then do, yeah, keep tapping your way through with the A button, just like the dialogue to explain to her what's going on. And yeah. like that didn't get shorter each time. And I kind of wish they were just like, okay, let's make an assumption jump here or something, you know, so I didn't have to hear that so often. Though I do think um, if you did it well, you probably, I, I, I imagine a lot of the people with negative reviews online possibly got stuck somewhere for too long well i did was, see, <laughs> see this is where i come out as a fake fan i did get stuck and then i looked up a guide so i, I kind of like took the easy Despicable. way out but i was i was like okay i'm not smart i know i'm not smart so i'm just gonna you know play to my strengths and finish it and enjoy it um i'm not a particularly pretentious person i you could probably throw a really nuanced story in front of me and i'd probably go oh he shoots a gun very cool um so like <laughs> You know, it's it's that sort. I do like to think that I look into stories a little bit more, but I definitely do not. Uh, not on the level of some people can. I wouldn't be able to do like one of those three-hour video essays that some people do on YouTube. Mm. It's like, 
Yeah, I I think yeah, I mean getting stuck. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like you, I it's, it, it's kind of it's do you judge the game based on like who it's ideally made for or what the general audience thinks? And I think if you're judging it based off the general audience, yeah, it probably doesn't do a great job at explaining a lot of stuff. Like some of the stuff are that like because I I know like one of my friends got through it in two hours like with no guides or anything like he found it fine like he was like okay I know what's going on. Granted, he's very smart, so shout out to him. Um. But the other thing then, like, if you take it from a general audience perspective, and, like, I think the... What did... IGN gave it, like, it'd take you 8 to 10 hours to complete. And it's like, most people definitely did not take that long. <laughs> definitely took, like, 4 hours max, I'd say. Maybe five. I might have taken... I don't know. I did it over a couple of days, so I'm not too sure. And, like, I, I must point out, when I say, like, I, I did get through it. I didn't look up any guides. That doesn't mean I'm smart. It just means my partner told me, like, some more perseverance than I. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, there's, there's, there's a few bits for it where, like, my partner made a suggestion and it was like, oh, okay. So, you know, um, like, one of the first things you kind of really need to do is hide in the closet just to be, yeah. from the very get-go to hear about stuff. Um, that was going to be on my list of things to try, but it was definitely going to be after stabbing myself. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't... I was sitting there trying to work out how I could use the vent in the bedroom to listen to the vent in the living room sort of thing. So, yeah, if I didn't have someone who's smarter than me... Actually, no, I'm going to take that back because he'll probably hear this. Um, if I didn't have someone else in the room with me giving me suggestions, uh, like, I would have probably taken longer. But, I don't know, I, I liked the game. I did think some of the, the, the weird stuff at the end with, like... Um, like, was that bit where you're talking yeah, to the father much, in the they're, office? They're pretty much like, like in an incest pact or whatever. Yeah, but like, didn't he oh, presumably Un- get unknowingly, shot? unknowingly, in fairness? But it's didn't... still like it. It still seems so weirdly forced. It's like, oh, it's like you know when you like have a really shit day and just like, oh, this couldn't get any like worse. And then it's by all of a sudden like, like in that sense, it's like as if the ground opened up and the devil yeah. stuck his hand out and grabbed you down. It's like it's like oh come on, so much bad has happened. Like it gets to the stage where it's just. I don't know, a shocking for the sake of being shocking. Comically, stupidly, yeah, like yeah, that. like uh, like there was so much stuff going on. Like because for ages, I was like, oh, surely it's not gonna be the fucking mom who's like, on, <laughs> and, and the way it's revealed, and the way it's revealed, it's like it's so stupid. Like first of all, because like the reason he finds out it, that he is, he is his, I suppose, wife's brother is really weird. Okay, so the the way he like finds out is that she's she's pregnant or whatever. And like he's bought, she's bought like baby clothes to show him like that she's pregnant, like to reveal it to to him. And like in the baby clothes, it has like the name of his mom on it or something. And it turns mm. out that like the reason, like the name of his mom also happens to be the nanny of her family, and her dad had an affair with the nanny, so that's where he came from. And so then they like, I don't know, I still don't know who the cop is. Who is he? Is he the dad of like no. both of them, pretty much? Well, this is the fucked up thing, right? So the cop is looks like the same. It's the dad, right? In terms of like the uh, voice acting and the look of it, but I don't think it's supposed to be the same person. It is supposed to be a friend of the dad's, like. But then also at the end, you see yourself like shoot the dad at that one time. The rest mm. of the time, he just knocks his head out. And also, she moved to this place after her dad was shot, and it's been like a bunch of years, and yet you've got her pregnant and are talking to the dad about this after. So I, was he not yeah. dead? Was Is this all in his head, maybe? Like, did this is this bit conversation not actually happening? I, I, don't, I know, don't know, that bit was a bit fucked up. But I did like the general over-drama, because, yeah, you say, like, the ground's opening up, you find out your wife's your sister. 
and he knew about all. I don't know. It's, it is it, messed up, but I, it was. Yeah. I Whenever I hear it. that sort of stuff of like people who are together, like then finding out that they're like siblings, I always think if you know that Jeremy Kyle clip of like the two of like the gay couple that find out that they're brothers or something. Oh, no, but... <laughs> yeah, whenever, I don't want to see it. I'm fine no, without it's that. Not, it's not... But, like, it's not that I'm laughing at it, but it's, like, whenever I hear of anything on Jeremy Kyle, I always have, yeah. like, a really, like, comedic reaction to it. So I'm like, I like, one of my friends was like, oh, do you think I like this game? I was like, I don't know. Um, Like, you can play it. This is the guy who got through it in two hours. And, I, and he was like, oh, it's really interesting at the moment. It's like, just wait, just wait. <laughs> and then he got to the end and he, and he just texts me, they're siblings. <laughs> like, he was just like, what the fuck? Like... I don't know. I would be, I'm generally, I know there's some people who are like really, really like, oh my God, this is so disgusting and so offensive. It's like, it's like, what the fuck are you expecting? Like, it's, think, it's just drama. Because like, yeah, I, I don't know offensive. anything about this game, by the way. You, talk you know a lot about, about it, it now. So. Yeah, it's the first <laughs> I've heard of it. And from what it sounds, it sounds like there's been a bunch of people in a room that have tried to make like a really cool and really like off the edge game. Where mm. people will play it and be like, oh my god, just flawless concepts, amazing. Which is fine. Like, <laughs> I know people try and do that shit all the time. But it sounds like they've been in the room and they've been like, right, we need a hard hitter. We need an ending, like something taboo. And someone's went incest. And they've all went, yes, <laughs> yes, Mike, incest. The people love incest. And that's what themselves off. It sounds like <laughs> to me, that's what they've done. They've tried to give an ending that's going to make people recoil. And rather than building the story up properly and making you like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, for a really good payoff, it's just a game that's a bit hard to navigate sometimes that ends up with a brother and yeah. sister. I don't think it's too unclever, like in how it's revealed and such, but like there was parts where I'd kind of almost clocked it, but then kind of dismissed it thinking, no, that would be stupid. So it's definitely not that. And then I it was will, that. Yeah, I will say, I think in fairness, my, my opinion of this game will change over time. Because when I first mm. played it, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then like a couple of days later, I was like, it's not really. This you let Connor really get annoying. to you. I saw, I saw his first review. You let him get to you. I then. didn't let him get to me. I just, I had just been thinking about it. I was just like, oh, is it as good as I think I it really is? liked it though. I, I did think it was like a fun game to play. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous over drama, but like, it's Yeah, it. in fairness, it's not the usual game you'd get on Game mm. Pass. So it was nice to get something that was like, not like, yeah, Fresh. not that I don't like, you know, roguelikes or whatever, but I I played Hades before, like, so it wasn't my huge thing or whatever, like playing it again. So I was like, oh, 12 minutes. I'm looking forward to that coming out. And like Psychonauts 2 is out today. I'll probably play that. But it's like, again, like, that's just a regular platformer. Like I've played like Ratchet and Clank. I've played the original Psychonauts. Mm. Like this is something fresh and new that I haven't really seen before. So I'll give it a shot. And I'm happy that I hope more people don't get dissuaded by like some of the negative reviews. I think it's still sitting on like a 79 on Metacritic. So mo- majority of people quite like it. So yeah. But like, um, oh, I was going to say, ah, fuck it. So uh, yeah, like in, in our review system, I've just updated it. So zero out of 10 or 10 out of 10. Um, I'll, I'll give it a seven. No, <laughs> 10 out of 10 it is. <laughs> I'll take your options are zero or no. 10. <laughs> zero or 10. Middle. <laughs> that is that is the internet's Players, opinion yeah. is zero or ten. That's all you're allowed to yeah. pick. I'm giving it a ten. Like I I enjoyed that game. Um, well, so, oh, no, sorry, go yeah, go for it. I, well, I was gonna. I mean, I was gonna say I, I played that and then I played Ono, Uno, Ono. How do you say Omno. Ono? Omno. Yeah. Um, mainly to cheer myself up a little bit after <laughs> the weird incest game. Oh, what I was going to say about it is even when I completed it, I did do multiple runs afterwards, just trying out a few random kind of different yeah. things to see what would happen. Uh, so yeah, I had a good time with it. But So yeah, so anything else you've been playing this week, Adrian? Uh, 
Uh, I played Quake because the remaster oh. came out. Um, Does I think it, it got up? an up. It got an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, it's my first time playing Quake, so um, I was kind of like, yeah, what a what a time to jump in. Uh, I <laughs> like, I can't like, I can't profess it. Like, I love all those sort of like retro throwback boomer shooter style stuff. So like Dusk, Harot which I also played this week. Like, a lot of other, like, like Ultra Kill, um, like, a lot of a Medieval. I could name a lot of shit, like. But it's just, like, I like that sort of stuff, but then, you know, I've never actually played the games that they're inspired by, uh, bar, like, the original Doom. So I was mm. like, oh, I'll give Quake a go. And Quake is really good. Like, Quake actually holds up with a lot of those games, and you can see where the influence of these, like, retro shooters now come from. Like, it's not in the case of, like, obviously for Doom, it's like, there's no looking up or down. It's actually, I think Doom pretty much is, like, it's fake 3D, like it's still all in a 2D plane when you play Doom, the original one. So it's like Quake is the first time that I think id Software went to a a 3D based physics engine. So it's like it's it's much more in line with a lot of the stuff you'd see now. So yeah, I, I I'm finding it good so far. I haven't finished it yet, so I'm still playing through it. Is there a story to Quake? Like I I, I remember oh, Quake, but I remember more I, multiplayer. I think like most things in the 1990s, there is a story, but it's covered in like LSD and Blaze. So like, there's <laughs> nothing you're gonna find out. You have like, to read the chunky game manual that came in the box, probably to get yeah, any of it. Covered in like you know guns and women and like just <laughs> loads of other stuff. General like general gamer bro stuff. Um. No, I, I'm sure that there definitely is a story, and I'm probably just offended about like twenty thousand men. Um, <laughs> so at this point, it's fine. <laughs> oh, that's I think that's even more of an insult. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I played one other game. Um, when do, actually when does this come out? Or it's not coming out. Uh, oh wait, no. Oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, it'll have come out by then. I played Spookware, uh, which is by Dread XP. Uh, that comes out tomorrow. I got a key for it. So, is that a oh WarioWare game you guys a, are uh, yeah. selling or you know competition yeah. in? Yeah. So it's a it's it's a WarioWare inspired sort of like not horror but like horror light, so spooky, and as the name would suggest, it's like you're playing uh, as like these three skeleton characters, and it's kind of a mix between like Mean Girls and like just a little bit of horror. That's so brilliant. Like, yeah, and it's it's really cool. We interviewed the developers for it there on Monday, and that episode should be going out this evening. I'm going to work on that after this. Um, and so the premise of it really is there's um, it's like episodic stuff. So there's uh, chapter one or episode one comes out tomorrow, and there's three chapters in that, and each chapter is a different theme. So like the first chapter is like the Skelebros, as they're called, or whatever, go to school. And so, like, that's kind of, like, very based off Mean Girls. And you have a load of little, like, WarioWare-style minigames played in. So, like, the minigames for the one at the school is, like, you have to go around recruiting people to the graduation band and, like, there's bongo minigames and all this stuff. And then at the end, you go through, like, nine tapes of minigames to, like, finish the section. And after that, you know, you go onto a boat, there's a murder mystery, and you, like, do different stuff, like, finding clues and solving that. And then after that, then you kind of open up a... You open up a restaurant in Bonehatton, as it's called, and it's like you kind of um, you you it's it's almost like um, what's the old game that used to be like um, I, I don't know if it was a flash game or not, but it was like uh, people would come up to your stall and they'd like have a certain amount of time before they would get annoyed and move away if you didn't have their order ready. Mm. It was like, like yeah, like kind burger, of a make- chef kind of thing or something. Yeah, and it's 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 very much based off that. You go around like finding like new recipes or whatever. It's really funny. It's made by. Like it's developed by it's being produced by Dread XP, but Beeswax Games are the guys who are making it, and they're like they consist of like um, two developers from Belgium and one from Germany, um, and they're like such nice people. Like it's so funny hearing them because like if you think about it, it's like um, we were talking to him and he was like, oh yeah, it's very much like a an American like um, 
like teen mo- teen coming of age movie and it was just like oh yeah from the guy from Belgium nice and it's just <laughs> like um but no it, it's really cool I'd recommend anyone pick it up I don't know the price for it yet but I can't imagine it'll be too expensive so it's well worth picking up and the level of polish it. is amazing I'm looking at it on Steam now just to like mm. see what its vibe is like and it looks so fucking cool like yeah. it looks cute as hell like the design for the three skeletons is like really cool like they're placed in like they're like cartoon flat drawings placed in like a weirdly rendered like 3D background. All the so the way they they were telling me the the way in which they were developing it, I think I don't know if it was just to cut development costs, but also to save on time. Is that a lot of the 3D rendered stuff is actual stock images they've gotten online oh, and what? just like stretched out <laughs> into make into. Like stuff, so there's a lot of stuff. Like they were like saying, like, "Oh, we need a chair." So they just got a picture of a chair online that was royalty free and just slapped it in there in a 3D That's... play, and it was. I really like that. That's really cool. Oh my yeah. god! Sorry, that looks really good. People should buy it. That hmm. looks What's good. the name of that game again? Give it to uh, give Spookware. it to you one more time. Spookware, yeah, excellent. Um, so guys, RoboCup. Yes. Time to redeem yourself. I'm ready. Adrian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here. I, I yeah. just thought about. I, th- I thought about my one. Like I was in work, and you were like, "What game are you can pick?" I was like, "Oh shit, I hadn't thought." <laughs> um, so I just I came up with like the first game that came to mind. Okay, well, um, so if you want to go ahead, what are you, what are you representing this week? Uh, Dead Space. Ooh. And holes. I am presenting specifically the first game and its DLC. I am representing Outlast. Cool. So yeah, two matched ones, which is good. So it's not FIFA versus Finally. PT in this round. Yeah, horror versus Can I horror. Mine to Madden, please. <laughs> Instant win. <laughs> um, do you know? By the way, Madden. I tried playing. I love American football. Like in terms of sports, it's like the one that's closest to a tabletop like war game. So like, I quite like that. But um, playing Madden's fucking impossible. I have no idea what I'm doing on it. So I uninstalled yeah. that right away. Uh, yeah, so anyway, if you want to um, go ahead and tell tell me why this should win the RoboCup this week, uh, go for it, Holly, because I'm used to you normally uh, writing down the notes and going twice, so... Okay, let's, let's I will still be mic. taking notes, but still I will sure. go first. So what I've got, so I, like, I draft notes every single time, so I'm going to try and go down to what was like the best part of it for me. So first of all, I think the take a setting that's you that's really really overdone and still managed to make it interesting based on like the law that they put behind it so if anyone came to me and there was like oh we based like a horror thing in an asylum i'd be like oh yeah mint <laughs> like like it's so innovative but i think the take <laughs> the way they frame it with it being a reporter and all this shit going on and it not actually being like oh there's insane people and that being the scary thing about mount massive um obviously spoilers for anyone that hasn't played it but it's been out years um you don't go in being like, oh, there's scary people in this asylum and you go on inside and beat all the scaries. It's this whole whistleblower and there's like, re- there's like underground shit going on. So the scary people in the building, which of, of which there are a lot, aren't even your main concern. And so I think the way they set that up makes it way, way more interesting from the get-go. There's a lot of law behind it, like quite a bit considering the fact like, like, realistically them games together i don't even know if they're linked but um like the first one and the whistleblower from what it seems on the outside there isn't that much but it's like resident evil levels of like this company making weapons and it ended up going all wrong and uh, like same as resident evil you get clues as you go along that like build up the law for you and it's really interesting and the dlc is fantastic the dlc is so 
good. So, like, just for context, um, in the game you play a guy called Miles, who's an investigative reporter. He gets an email from an anonymous whistleblower um, about a company that's doing experiments on the people in Mount Massive Asylum, and he's like, you should go, you should look, but be careful. And in Outlast, the first game, you play as Miles, and you go into the building and try and uncover what's going on. Um, but in the DLC, you're the whistleblower. The DLC is called Whistleblower. Um, and I can't remember what his name is. It's like Wayne or something like that, or Waylon. I think it's Waylon. And basically, you go from... So the DLC starts and you're typing the email and sending the email. And the company catch you and it's you trying to get out of the asylum because they've locked you in with all the patients who have like gone loopy because of what they've done to them. It's really, really good. The DLC is fantastic. If you've played Outlast and you haven't played the DLC, please download it. It's not very expensive. It's really, really good. Um, the the second second best bit for me, I think, is the fact that compared to other games that have like guns and combat and shooty shooty and stuff like that, is that it's a really like human experience like it it genuinely feels like you're there because you like what i've listed is you've got no guns you can't kill any other characters you don't get a map and you don't get a health bar so all this stuff that you don't get in real life which helps you in games like shooting and health bars and like knowing all the shit that you don't get in real life it's all suspended which obviously from a gaming perspective might not be as good but because it's like full immersion you are there you don't you know as much of what's going on as you would if you were actually there and if you were there yourself investigating stuff. And my favourite bit of it is that when it comes to, again, when it comes to like shooty shooty bang bang horror games, to me, I struggle with them more because they feel like games of skill where if you're not good at like shooty shooty bang bang and headshots and getting your targets when you intend to, then you won't be good at the game. Like no matter what mode it's on. Like if you go into Resident Evil 8 and you can't like make headshots, you're going to die. Like, like, regardless of what mode you play it on. And it makes, for me anyway, it makes the games way harder to play. It makes them more stressful. It All it does is remind me that I'm not as good at playing games um, as the people who this game was intended for. And it makes me feel like I'm not part of the intended audience, which obviously I might not be for some games. But obviously, like, if I can't do... Yes? Sorry, no, I was going to put my hand up so I can get oh. a word in after you're done with your sentence. <laughs> But like, I thought um, you were trying to talk. I am, I am, but like after you've okay. done me sense, but no, no, I'm here now. Uh, so, I when you say like less stressful because you don't have a gun, that sounds almost more stressful because surely no. it's still hard. What what no. what are you doing without a gun? Isn't it just evading things that want to kill you? So I think because it depends on what you value more in a game. So for me, I think like full immersion is really really good, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm in an asylum and getting shot at. But if I was to go into Resident Evil, I love all the Resident Evil games that I've played, but if I was to go into it, not being good at shooting takes me out of it immediately. Because I'm like, if I was better at this, if I'd had more practice at this, I wouldn't be dying and I'd be able to play the game like straight through a lot better and continue with the story, but I can't. Because I'm not. But as what good at are it. you doing in Outlast then? What is the sort of mechanic, so, core mechanics? It I've not you, actually played so, this, so I can't. Oh I've really? Been, it's really no, good. Too. You it should. It looks scary. Um, so no. yeah, but it's good. <laughs> like it's fucking good. So they say at the start of the game that you don't get weapons. You don't. Your only options are to to literally quote the game: run, hide, or die. Which obviously on the surface is like, oh, that's like thingy. But in real life, if you go on a, a asylum to investigate that, you're not going to carry a machine gun or a grenade launcher, and there's not going to be random ammo lying around an old castle. Do I think like of this, those things? So what, is won't this happen. is this asylum known to be full of maniacs? No. 
Okay, cool. So, so if, if, if I'm the, going to an asylum, no. I'm probably taking a machine gun. So or to the public, so as far as, uh, from what I can remember, as far as the public know, it's not like an active building anymore. Like there's no one in there. Like I'm pretty sure Mars goes into it thinking that there's not going to be people hanging about. So when you go in and you encounter like your first baddie, you're like, fuck me. You're like, Jesus, because <laughs> it's not meant to be like patients, which technically there isn't. Like by the story, they're not patients. They're not in there being trapped by nurses. They're just people who've been experimented on. And now the people who are exper- experimenting on them have abandoned it because of something that's went wrong. So they're just left to rot in the asylum. And obviously you come in, like, you encounter people who look like bad guys. Like, when I played the first Outlast, I cried at one point. Because you go into a sewer, and there's a room that you can look around in the sewer. And there's a guy in it that's this big hunkering guy, and you think he's going to be a bad guy. But he's just on his own, and he's just wanting to talk to someone. And he doesn't hurt Yeah, He's like, oh, you're here, help me. And obviously you can't help him. I cried. I literally cried. And the guy I was playing it with one of my friends... And he was like, are you fucking crying? I was like, it's sad. I was like, he's been left on his own. Because obviously we're in this situation and we're like, hoo, hoo, hoo. and you're going and when you see him, you shit yourself and you're like, oh, fuck off. And all he wants is just to talk to you and he needs help. That's tragic. And I was like, oh my God. And so you don't even get, you don't get the option to shoot him, which I probably would have done if I was playing mm. the game. And then you, you just listen to him ask for help. And that's what I mean is that it feels like a really human experience. Like I was like, oh my, obviously he's a rendered dude. He's not real. It's a game. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Because I was like that into the game because it, it makes you what you would be in that situation. And then going back to my last point, it means that I can go through it being like, there is nothing here that I'm doing, like, there's nothing here that anyone better than me is going to be able to do. So if I get approached by someone evil, I'm not going to have to keep replaying the game because I can't shoot them properly. It's just my options are there and I have to pick one. And it doesn't make me feel like I'm not good at playing games. It makes me feel like I could play this with a group of people and the only thing that's hindering me is how much of a fanny I am. So when you, like, I mean, you say, like, it doesn't matter how kind of good you are, but surely if you get approached by someone and your options are to run and hide... You can do that fairly badly because that terrifies the crap out of me, I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. But there's only, so there's like, so for example, that was kind of one thing that I noticed when I was like taking notes to try and like, like cohese everything together for this is that, you know, the bit in, it's a really specific point, but there's a bit in the Benevito house where you can run into a room and hide in a cupboard and look out the cracks in the cupboard to see if the baby's Mm. in the room. That is a really common thing in Outlast is if someone's chasing you because it's like you run into a lot of offices and stuff like that there's a lot of like cupboards and lockers that you can hide in and you check through the gaps and see if the person's still in the room so like alien isolation i can't i didn't get that far far in alien isolation because i gave up because it's horrifying but that's that's the thing like alien isolation is horrifying i spent like i tried playing it again recently and i went from one safe point to another that's as far as i kind of got because of i spent most of it just inside a like cupboard (laughs) <laughs> like I didn't. I, so when I played out last again, I didn't hold the controller; someone else did. But I made the decisions. Got Because okay, right. my reaction. See, like, I could do before, that. But I'll just close the game. <laughs> I will just close the game because yeah. someone else did it, and I was just like, "Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this." So what about like making it realistic, like or like a human experience? Like ideally, in my entire life, I never want to be in an abandoned asylum, um, which especially. Is fine. Yeah. But that's your subjective opinion. And from an objective standpoint, know. which is what you're trying to do, <laughs> it tells the story well. Because it no, makes no, no, you feel sure. like you're actually there. But the options of run, hide, or die, like, I'm out of breath. I'm too big to hide. 
I'm going to have well, to die. Well, it's a good job it's not real and it's a game. You don't actually have to run because you're sat at home. So all you'll right, be absolutely right. fine. You're you getting defensive. I'm not saying this is a negative. I'm just... I'm not you know. getting defensive. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm arguing the point, which is what I'm here for, is that yeah, yeah. is better than Dead Space, despite me not playing Dead Space. But I know it involves guns and that automatically puts me off. All right. Well, on not? that note, Odrin, tell me about Dead Space. Are we talking about number one here? Yeah, number one, because that's the only one I've played. Um... <laughs> So, Dead Space 1, right, so fair, I, I've got to, this could be a bit of, like, lore explain or whatever, and this has come from a guy who doesn't know anything about the lore, so this would be even better. Um, <laughs> I would describe Dead Space pretty much as, like, if Aliens made a good game, um, <laughs> so it's like, if you had that property but didn't call it Aliens, it would be that. So, pretty much, the, 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 like, the, the premise for it at the beginning is that you are this guy, Isaac Clark, who is this engineer... Um, who goes around uh, repairing? Well, he, he's first of all on another ship with a load of other humans, and like they're going to investigate a distress call off a a planet cracking ship, which is what humanity has done since they've left Earth because they're running out of resources. So what they have now is like very similar to like the shady companies and like all those Ridley's got like alien films. Like they go around to like different planets and they pretty much crack their cores to get the resources out of them. So. The this ship, the Ishimura, has like gone offline and there's like a distress call. So Isaac's team has gone to like investigate, like and obviously Isaac being an engineer is there to see like if like if there's something wrong with like their engines or something like that and different bits. So uh when you like when you when you go to the Ishimura, like it's completely dead and then you're walking in, everything seems fine at the beginning, you're going in to like check, see what's going on. Um and when you get into the actual place, like there's blood like splattered everywhere and like people are like, What's going on here? So when you so you get you get split up from your team for a little bit so there's there's isaac and then there's like a, like a squad of like marines per se uh, and the first time you get introduced to like the i suppose the enemies of the game they're called necromorphs and they're mm. like these uh they're alien slash zombies they're like this weird hybrid of things so like through the planet cracking of uh, i think it's agius Fa- seven maybe it's agi is something anyways um that's the planet that they like cracked the core of and it woke up like some species that lives there and it got them really agitated so they attacked the ishimura and so pretty much what they do is like they'll pretty much start to infect individuals and like turn them into these horrible creatures sort of like you know the flood from halo i was gonna say the flood yeah yeah but like they like instead like imagine the flood from halo but like with their arms coming out and being like quite literally scissors or whatever like like really sharp pointy objects and they can be like different uh, different variants or whatnot of it as well. And so when you get first introduced to them, it's like the lights are really dim or whatever. They keep flickering and you're separated into a different room only by a, like a pane of glass to like see into what everyone else is doing. And like you just see the like the three like guys just get absolutely demolished by these necromorphs or whatever. So the rest of the game is pretty much you um, trying to make your way around the ship and figure out what's wrong with it and trying to get it started up again so that you can actually get off it because... Once you figure out that the ship is infested with like these aliens, uh, your like first thought is to, like go back to the ship you came in on and go away. But um, they've been docked into the ship so that they can't actually leave. So they need to fix whatever's going on. And then there's another, you know, in a gameplay fashion, there's a lot of other issues that pop up and similar and hard that that needs to be fixed. Um, also, it should be pointed out that like Isaac's girlfriend was on this ship, and he he like throughout the game like he gets ever more guilty because spoiler it actually turns out that she's died uh, and like he was a big reason for pushing her to go on this expedition to like push her career forward so like he goes through a load of trauma and like i think he gets like 
like what there's a thing in it called the marker which is pretty much what the aliens like hone to and that's why like some of the people got like kind of you know similar to like doom um like where like the 2016 one where like they went to hell and they got corrupted by hell you know that sort of thing and then like some of them Mm. came back and they were like okay i'm gonna like that's why when you play doom it's like well why the why the hell did all the humans like attach like rocket cannons to these demons and it's like (laughs) that's why because they're corrupted to whatever to do like that bidding so it's similar sense to that so um the way in which that happened it, it it then ends up that like it starts corrupting the ship that isaac has come on so like they start getting like psychosis and dementia and all this other stuff and so he starts like hallucinating his girlfriend or whatever and it like makes him in later games it actually comes back as well it makes him do like a lot of stupid stuff that like costs the lives of like a lot of people or whatever but um yeah i have re- i don't know if i butchered this or if like because <laughs> i'm also trying to remember what's going on so <laughs> it's like um you you mentioned their guns. Um, technically, there's not guns in Dead Space. There's engineering equipment, uh, which is what he uses <laughs> to shoot them with. Um, that I think yeah, Dead Space is really known for its like dismemberment. So like you can like shoot, you have to like shoot off their arms and their legs before they actually die. Um, it was like a huge thing at the time. It actually nearly meant that the because it was developed like 2011 or something like maybe earlier. Actually, hold on, when did it come out? Uh came out oh it came out in 2008 never mind there was, so it came out in like the 360 so there was like a load of parts where the game actually nearly didn't come out because developing certain elements of that dismemberment system was actually so taxing on the Xbox 360 that it couldn't have, like it mightn't have actually worked um so that's like a really big core mechanic of it and it's also it is very scary i should probably point that out yeah. um but I, I i find a lot of stuff scary but like you know what is the point in horror if not to scare so um yeah, I don't know if I if I did this justice. No, to I be think, honest, I think that was pretty good, like a uh, nice and concise. Um, when I've played, I've played number two. I actually mm. played it for part of the uh, charity stream twenty four hour thing we did, and um, yeah, just check that out. Um, I didn't like. I I I don't play horror games much because I'm a big old coward. But like, I didn't find it particularly scary. Like, it was a lot two more of an action is... game, and I've heard that that's the difference. Yeah. Like, two is more actiony, and number two one's is... the proper survival if... horror. Yeah, so if one is like one is like Ridley Scott's Alien, yeah. two is very much like Aliens, where it's like the Marines going out with the guns blazing or whatever. So like that's the that's the difference. And like if you're like, if you played one, I think you'd have an appreciation for two because it's very much like it builds on the world's lore. But uh, I really liked two with what I was playing. Like I was because I was doing it for stream. I wasn't stopping to read very much. Um, yeah. I was talking to Bandit for half of it. Like just. Yeah, it, it was good. I love the design of the aliens. The very beginning, you have like your wife or well, dead wife, show up and her eyes are like burning, like yeah. bright. Um, and then someone comes and rescues you, but then the sink comes like protruding out their forehead uh, because they've been infected <laughs> by the thing, and it is absolutely fucked looking. Like it is a scary looking game, and yeah, that knowing it number one is the the actual survival horror means I'm I'm kind of terrified to ever try and touch that. So does it hold up as staying scary? these days oh yeah for sure despite ea trying to make a remaster of it i don't think it really needs it to be honest Mm. it actually like it looks fine it actually looks probably better i always find that those older games if they're like particularly 360 era and maybe like ps2 or whatever they can be really scary because of like i think it's just the limitations at the time so like you don't have all this like high res stuff or whatever so like you can actually take it like that's one thing indie developers will always say is that, like that's why so many like the old horror games you find from indie stuff is in like the ps2 like low pixel i was gonna say style. that's like a whole style and choice yeah because you can because you can actually like you can 
block out a lot of like mistakes or development mistakes with that sort of grainy look to anything. Mm. So it does. It's not that like big of a deal then. Just a it's lot of people immersion breaking if there's like no. bad textures. And it, it's made yeah. of bad textures. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like once you get into something like you don't need like high definition graphics to be immersive. Um, so like some like some really scary games can be. I don't know, not even, like, that's, like, there's some ones that I think, like, Summer Night is actually a really scary game. That's part of the Dread X collection. And, like, that's pretty much just a whole, like, that captures the idea of, like, uh, you're holding a handheld, you know, the old handheld, like, stuff where, like, um, it would almost be, oh, what was it? Like, you'd only have, like, the directional buttons and you'd have to, like, pick up stuff or whatever. But that captures that atmosphere. And when you're playing that, it's meant to be, like, you playing it late at night. So it has, like, the surround sound headphones and like you'll hear knocks in your ears and like stuff like this and like spooky noise or whatever. Okay, what game is this? It's called Summer Night. It's on, it's part of a collection. So the Dread X collection, it's by Dread XP again. I'm mentioning them again. I'm almost a sales rep at this stage, but <laughs> they, um, they do. So like the Dread X collection is pretty much a, a group of 10 developers came together for seven nights and made a scary game. And then they all put them into one big bundle. Um, It's actually good. You should check it out. I think it's only like probably three or four pound on Steam. Um, and you can probably you can get their whole year one edition, I think, which is like all four games for like a tenner. Um, again, are they all short like games as well? Presumably, yeah, the, yeah, they I, can, I, I they can, can cope with a small amount of horror. So, like, I might, I might yeah. have to look into that. I don't think they go beyond. They don't go beyond like three hours. I'm I'm looking for things to um to like for solid to play for Halloween. So uh, like this <laughs> this could be good. <laughs> Can't wait! Can't wait! <laughs> Can't wait to be the little supporting character in the uh, mm. in the bottom right, mm. cheering you on. Can't wait for it to be a terrible day. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> be so, horrifying. Ollie, have we got mm-hmm. what have we got? Come on, I know you've been writing notes down. I would say that I think Audrey has put up a really really good fight because I've heard a lot about Dead Space. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> the main thing I'm getting from Dead Space is that it's just an I say this with no disrespect. It's just me trying to pick points out. You started talking about it, and you were like, "Oh, it's like Alien," and I was like, "Oh, it's." Yeah. I was, I was like, "I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. It isn't just like an Alien ripoff." But then you said Necromorph, and the name of the <laughs> Alien in Alien is a Xenomorph, and so I was like, "How is this not just Alien the game, but not Alien the game?" In which case, well, there's a lot. I'm there crediting... is a lot of difference. There is a I lot of difference. Fair, I haven't done it but justice though. From what though. you've said, <laughs> it sounds like an Alien game, and it's and it sounds like a lot of the scary stuff you can credit to Alien rather than Dead Space itself, because Alien. Well, all right, Holly, I'm not taking any good. of this shit. You know. Of course, <laughs> go on, then. Go on. I know. I only messed. I'm only messing. Um, I yeah. I mean, maybe it is a little bit. But the whole thing about like Alien, particularly the first one, was that. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, no, never mind. I, well, I was going to say Alien. <laughs> they got the same name. Mind. They got a similar name, but like they don't look at all alike. It doesn't look like a xenomorph. Yeah, but I think it's like, just because I mean, it morphs. It's dead and it morphs. Necro morphs. Xenomorph. Alien and morphs. It's clearly a copy. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think the only like. I think in fairness, the the only things it takes from Alien are the stuff that works. So like the stuff from Alien of like it being on this like no, but hold on, hold on. The, uh, my, there is a method to my madness here. I for know, a second, but they're not going to take the bad stuff, are they? They're not going to no, go on that shit. I mean, Let's put it in no, the but game. The, they have made... They, yeah, but the fact that there's been so many different alien games and they've tried to make stuff out of that IP and it just hasn't worked. And then this other like this other company, that at the time was really small. Um, unfortunately, Visceral Games doesn't exist anymore because EA gutted them. So, you know, fuck mm. them. So, like, they pretty much... like They took that property with a really small team 
made something that was a bit of a twist on the whole like sort of uh sort of alien idea like everyone had played alien games at that stage and was kind of a bit fed up with them like dead space yeah can be considered an alien game but it, it's almost like the way i described it actually almost does it a disservice because there is so much more added onto it that changes it ever so slightly to make it into something new and exciting like there's people now that will still talk about the dead space lore because it's got like it's got three main mainline games i think it has a it has a wii port game which actually adds to the story and then it has like it's in that era of you know when 360 games used to like all the dead space 3 games all the all the three dead space games came out on xbox 360 so it's in that port of like you know when games came out in the 360 and they'd be like combined with like oh and there's a book for this and there's also a show that you can watch that's like (laughs) not that well done but it's there if you want it it's like like the halo stuff at the same time Mm. like there is like there's a lot of stuff there for people who want to explore more into it but it's also in that case it's like it's got this really like spooky atmosphere that you can still go back to like after i don't know like 10 plus years at this stage and still find it frightening and scary so i think that holds up the test time whereas i find like i don't like i don't like alien isolation and this is a really this might be a a controversial one i'm gonna say it here now i think it's way too long i think it's not that i think once you boil it down to a the xenomorph in alien isolation is actually really stupid um and it's actually just like it's so easy to get around it the disrespect i know easy i've spent fair, so long in a cupboard to be fair alien is a long ass game like yeah, i will go we've back talked to about it that just on this not, before yeah just because i will also is. say like you know that new aliens fire team is coming out like mm. and it's pretty much just a horror shooter and a lot of people have given out about that i think it's really just genuinely impossible to program a good alien game because it's just like, how do you like program like an apex predator really like without it be like? Because there's only so much you can do with it like, and like whilst it appeals to general audiences, like everyone will talk about like the original like there's an AVP Alien vs Predator two game that like came out in like 1996 or something, and that still has people playing it to this day. It's like considered the golden age of alien games, and it's like everything since then is like yeah, there's some good stuff. Like I will, I will be the first to admit, Alien Isolation on paper to me looks like something I'd love, but then when I played it, I was like, oh, I'm not really into this. Like it just seems really tedious at times, and it's just like especially when you get into the fucking androids, they can go suck themselves. Like they're so <laughs> annoying. Like the yeah, I'm ranting and raving again. Um, I was like, I, I, Alien, I, I, just in the uh, the AI of the Alien itself, like, I, I think that's very good, but very good AI. Like, it does it really well. I do agree it's far too long a game, though. Like, I, yeah. I'm done. I'm at chapter 13, and I just don't want to play it anymore. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> but... it, also, it also does suffer from that element. It's like, it's just really random where you get like, oh, um... Oh, I need to get out of this room quickly. Here goes my character in the really slow ass animation opening a door or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't tell me much about Dead Space, but if you want to carry on, whole. <laughs> I was going to say, did you say that you have to shoot off all the limbs? Um, For some of them, yeah. That sounds like a fucking barlick. Having <laughs> <laughs> to shoot off all four limbs of every. No, enemy. not all four. Not all four. You can, How many? You can take off. You can take off two of them with one of your good. Because <laughs> obviously, I know this is meant to be subjective, but the use of weaponry doesn't appeal to me at all, anyway. But the fact it's not even a thing of all, because like in a lot of games, if you play it at least on easy mode. One good headshot will take someone down. But if I have to get two shots, at least correct to take an enemy down, I'm not playing it. 
But that's the that's the no. great thing about it, though, because like you go in first of all, you see the necromorphs, and you're like, oh, shoot them in the head, and then they come back to life, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like it really takes you off guard, and then like you take off a few of their limbs or whatever, and it's genuinely frightening if you get like a few of them in a room with you because you're like, okay, I don't have a lot of health. Like mm-hmm. even though you have a gun, you still feel defenseless in a lot of circumstances. It's like it it does add to that horror quite a bit. Like I mean. The best thing about a horror game that like gives you a weapon and also makes you feel powerless, I think that's really well done. I think um I think it sounds like it would be really harrowing for like the first three. Like the first <laughs> three of them enemies. And I think after that I'd just get really You're gonna angry. say the first three games, I was coming like, like, no. no, no, like the first three <laughs> enemies. The first three enemies I'd be like, Oh my god, like I can't shoot them in the head. But then after that I th- I feel like I'd just be like, Why? Like, to be honest, this is the same in every horror game though. Not true, but at least in most horror games, like, the logical thing is if that's where its brain is. If you shoot it, that's going to turn it off. But the thing is that it's a parasite. It doesn't have a brain. It's just kind of, it's a hive mind thing. That's the whole point about the necromorphs. Also, I think, uh, because you shoot its legs off, but then that's so you can walk up and stomp its head in. It still moves towards you. You still need to take off, like, one of its arms or whatever. Oh, so you can't, so even then it might not even kill them. You still have to stomp You have to walk up and stomp them, yeah. That's the thing. That's why... What are you giving it? You picked a game where you can't even kill people. Yeah, no, because you don't need to. Because you can get through the game without it. But that takes killing people to like a whole new level. Being like, not only can you not. Well, shoot sorry, people. I find more enjoyment dismembering the aliens as opposed to hiding in a closet. Uh, well, to be to be to be completely honest, I've heard nothing but good things about Dead Space. But I'm here to talk shit about Dead Space. That's what I'm doing. I don't. It's out because I think if if I shot him in the head and he didn't like playing that completely like objective not hearing anyone else's opinion about it not knowing this i think if i went into that game being like right shoot them in the head they'll die like literally every other game ever he didn't and then i was like right i'll shoot his limbs off doing that and it was still alive because even then if you have to kick it in the head to kill it anyway why does it not (laughs) die from shooting it in the head which i get obviously it makes sense with the necromorph and what they do but also if i was in if i was playing that game my thought wouldn't be ah this is fair this is just the way parasites work if the necromorph <laughs> does i'd be like this is annoying <laughs> i'd be like i just want to shoot them once and get and get through it get the next room i feel yeah i feel like you need to play it for halloween holly oh my no no it's a gun one it's, it won't be yeah, happening like. it won't because because <laughs> the thing is it won't even be a thing of like oh she's bad at games it's funny it'll be me in the same room for eight hours everyone will be miserable <laughs> <laughs> it'll be absolutely shit no i'm, I'm looking for like, else play but i'm not gonna i'm it'll looking for miserable. some nice like walking sim style like horror you know like just walk around picking up clues that kind of thing because there's some of the more scary games oh anyway. i have a good one i have a few good ones if you want oh yeah please i will look forward to those suggestions um when you said about like after the first three, they're no longer heroin. Now that is actually kind of my experience with number two. Like I was running, I wasn't paying attention. I was running around treating that game like just just shooting stuff. I'm not scared anymore. I thought this was a scary game, but my understanding is one is different. But is it then? Like I mean, are they still scary when you're on your tenth necromorph? Um, I feel like in two, maybe not so much. What about number one though? Sorry, one, I mean. one, yeah, because I think they. They do the thing of obviously, you know, when you you feel like you're just starting to get the hang of like dealing with these base enemies, then they'll mm. introduce like this new sort of like variant of it, so it'll it'll change up the gameplay in some certain el- elements, like as most like shooter games sort of do. Um, I think it does it quite well in that sense. So like, it'll bring you in something else, and then it'll probably give you a new weapon at that stage as well, and then you'll have to work around that, and you'll change up your gameplay style. So I think it keeps it fresh in that sense. I've been saying number two, like you know the the main gun, the the, the one that isn't a gun. 
Mm. It's like it's quite cool. Actually, you might this might help you understand the uh, taking the limbs off thing. It's not a gun. It's like a like it's like a stapler. So when you shoot things, it's like a you've got like a line which is going to take out basically. It's because okay. it's all engineering equipment. Like yeah. it's it's really used for like you know opening up ship parts or whatever when you need to. So it's not like a single little tube. It's like a line. So it does like you know slice something off. Better, better. Yeah. Still annoying. I never used guns <laughs> in that game. I, I was still u- using that. Like as far as I got into the game, I was just still using my stapler gun. Well, you can. I think the one thing about two that I really like though is that they really lent into. You can get like you can get telekinesis as one of your abilities, and you Ooh. can just launch stuff at them. And it like pins them against walls and things like that. And oh uh, yeah, no, I did. It wasn't telekinesis though, is it? You're just using like a magnet, like yeah. Well, tele- yeah, telekinesis. I'm kind of being yeah, a bit yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. the sciency way of talking about it. <laughs> um. So I I know the story of Dead Space vaguely here. The story of uh, Outlast. What's that then? Like you'd go okay. to an asylum. So you're that's a reporter. What you got. So you get an email from a um, whistleblower. You're like a freelance like investigative journalist. And you get an email from someone being like, I can't remember what the company's called, but he's like, this company is working like underground. At the mm. asylum's called Mount Massive. He's like, they're working underground at Mount Massive. They're experimenting on people. It's been going on years. Like, I work for them. You need to go and find what you can. Like, they need to like be type of thing. Um, and so if I no, I'll do the first game first. And so you go into the asylum, and it's filled. Um, so the game kind of sets up. This whole, like, you meet a priest who's gone mental. There's, like, these twins who have their dicks out who you see all the time. There's this one really big guy called Chris who's, like, who's, like, a main protagonist in the game who, like, stalks you, like, through the building. And if you spend too long in one place, he'll find you and he'll crush your neck. Um, And basically, you're trying to just, like, pick things up and get to certain places and to try and figure out what's going on to, like, open... So when you first get there, you're trying to leave. Your crack is like, mm. I don't want to be here, I want to go. Like, you're, like you're, you're not in the building like, no, I'm going to get the bottom of this. You see all the crazies, you're like, fuck this, like, I'm out. And you can't get out. You try and get out and you can't. And the game itself, I can't remember actually. I can't remember, like, there's like a middle bit before, like, everything kicks off. But basically, you, like, you meet this priest that he's, like, evangelical. And it seems like that's going to have something to do with it and it doesn't. Basically, <laughs> it's this company um, developing this thing called the Wall Rider as, like, a weapon. And the wall rider is like this like benevolent spirit. You see it in the game. It's like it's like a, a dark smoky torso with like smoke on the bottom and it can possess people and like make them do things. Um and that's like like all these experiments have been trying to like like hone in the wall rider and get it to work, essentially, and it hasn't. And you get down, you get all the way down the basement and you find this bloke like like really weirdly strapped into an orb who's, like, controlling the wall rider that's been going around, like, hurting people. And so you get in and you take down the machine, like, you sort everything, you figure everything out, and then on your way out, as you're on your way out, a door opens and the full military is there, and they just shoot you, because they think that you're, like, part that's of the That's the end of the game, thing. is it? And that's the end of the game. I'm sorry, okay. I know that's a spoiler, no, but, like, no, that's fine. But it, the, it doesn't make, because the content of the game, like, isn't very much, like, oh, like... Like you can play it and still enjoy the middle. The ending, it's a really, really good like like ending, like the massive kickoff at the end where you find out that this company is like I remember the first time I played it, finding the basement where it's all modern. And like because like, obviously the full asylum, it like half the lights are off, like the windows are put out, like it's boarded up. 
And so when you go down the basement and everything's working normally, you're like, what the fuck? Like, where am I? Like, what's going on? And then like you put it together like as you go. And then the DLC, because I think the DLC is really important. I don't think you get the full picture well not you do but like like it adds a lot more to the game the dlc you can get the full picture with number one but it's That's the funny. dlc yeah. is just really <laughs> fucking good and so the dlc comes in and you're literally at a laptop like typing and this big wig comes in he's like what the he's like you thought you could put up a fucking firewall and we wouldn't catch you like we were a multi-million dollar like company and so they get him and they lock him in a room and they're like and um, they give you a tranquilizer and, like, you go to sleep and there's people there. Like, everything's normal. You wake up and everything's just in chaos. You wake up and the company's not there. There's no people there. And it's just the same thing. You're just trying to get out. But you get, like, caught by different people. And there's this one guy who was... Again, I felt... He does pretty horrible things, but I felt kind of sorry for him. Because, obviously, all these people in the asylum that you're fighting off, none of it's their fault. Like, it's all just this company fucking them up. And, like, obviously they were there to get healthy in the first place and now they're just fucked, like, forever. And, like, they're all ruined. You meet this one bloke who really, really wants to get married. Like, all he wants to do is get married and have a family. But because it's a male-only asylum, he keeps kidnapping men and doing stuff to parts of them where it would really, really hurt with, like, a mechanical saw. And so, yeah. And so you don't see that happen, by the way. It's not something Good. that you see. Because ah, dismemberment you... in both games, so... Because I actually I actually can't... Yeah, but you don't, you don't dismember... He tries to dismember you. It's not the other way around. But I actually... I can't remember what happens at the end of the... Well, the necromorphs don't give you a hug if they catch you, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> You're a no. But again, no weaponry in the DLC either, obviously. And as well, the guy in the DLC... Obviously, in the original game, you're, like, a grown-up, fully adult, like, investigative reporter. But you're a guy who's a lot younger in the DLC. He's just, like, an IT guy for this company. Like, before he writes the email... I'm lying, actually. You see him write the email later on. I don't know why I said that was the very start of the game. It's not. You come to, like, at the start of the DLC at, like, a computer in the facility where then people are in the orbs. Like, getting controlled. And people are there, like, 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 kind of telling you to do stuff. And they're like, oh, he's just the IT guy. Like, he's no harm. And then you go off and you go into, like, the server room and send this email. And then it all kicks off. And so when the end of the DLC is, like, when Miles would be driving into the asylum is the story. There's a lot more to it. But that is, what? like, the gist. That actually sounded interesting, which is crazy because the way you started the argument for this was just too many words too quickly, oh, and I had no idea what you were saying for most of it. Like, <laughs> no, that it did is. take us. Well, no, what I want to hear, Adrian, is then <laughs> I know some of the story, but can you counter that with some uh, more juicy details about Dead Space lore? Oh, God. This is the worst thing. I'm not a Dead Space like lore junkie. Mm. Um, <laughs> the, oh, or tell the... me, will I enjoy the game? Because I, I guess that was how I was going to sort of finalize this decision. Send it to me. I I think you'd really like this, Callie. And that's all I've said. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. Um, I see. I genuinely think the one thing that always is intriguing to me about Dead Space is the fact when you think about Dead Space now, you think, oh, that's been done to death. I'm like sick of horror games that are set in space or whatever. But like when it came out in 2008, you have to remember that like for the most part, yeah, there was probably some games that did this, but no one did it as well as Dead Space did. And there's a reason it still has a cult following to this day, That and there's a reason why EA have thought it's good enough to remaster. Um, now, obviously, EA have done it for money, but if there's money there, <laughs> that means there's fans yeah, there. Yeah. So 
I I genuinely think, and this is coming from someone that's not the big, not like, I'm not a huge, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, Dead Space till I die sort of person. But I'm like, when I think of Dead Space, I'm like, yeah, that's a game that I could go back to. And there's very few games I do say that about because it's like, Dead Space has a really chilling atmosphere. It has solid gameplay. For a game that came out 2008, it still holds up remarkably well, whether you play it on its console port or on PC. I think if for anyone who's looking to get into horror, I think it's a good game to start and like throw yourself into because it's like it's that bridge between first person shooter or sorry, third person shooter in this case and like full out all horror of like uh, maybe an original Resident Evil or an Outlast even for say. I think Outlast and Dead Space, whilst they're against each other here, I think are very good like um, intros to the horror genre. And then you can kind of dive in from there. Like everyone knows about Outlast. Everyone knows about Dead Space. Um I just have to think that I think Dead Space, given the fact that it's had more of a longevity through its different games, like, you know, who's playing Outlast 2? Not me. No one. Um, also not so, me, <laughs> by the way. Also not yeah. me. What a letdown of a game, I will just say oh, very quickly. Yeah, literally. Uh... Tell you what's not a letdown, though. Dead Space 2, and I think that's why you should play Dead Space to begin <laughs> with. That's not fair! <laughs> oh, even Holly agrees. Holly agrees. We're doing... We're doing I didn't take the easy way. I didn't take the easy way out and pick DLCs as well. You know, I don't make the rules. Callie does, so Callie. It's not my I just fault. You... The DLC is good. There are I also want rules. you to know, Callie, fault. that uh, I think you're a really cool guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> When's our episode coming out? By the way, when's the Indie Insight I'm on coming out? I'm, I'm interested. Out next week. Next, next week. week. Okay, cool. All right, just checking that and being canned because that would really affect the rate, and I'm going to give anything. <laughs> no, no, we've actually we're actually gonna we're actually gonna really heavily promote this. We're actually gonna put paid promotion towards it to feature Callie, the the face of Robot Republic. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so. I played this game, by the way. This is just a bit of a side tangent, but it reminded me when you were saying about how, like, you know, it's overdone now, the whole space and horror thing. Um, but I don't... And you were saying, sort of getting out that that was kind of one of the first ones. I played a game on the Atari 7800 or something like that uh, when I was just young, a young whippersnapper. Like, um, <laughs> it was called Z- uh, Xenophobe, uh, and it wasn't just, like, going around being horribly racist or anything. You were killing <laughs> actual aliens. Like, but it was like a side-scrolling... Uh, you were, like, on an alien ship, and there was these things that looked quite a bit like a xenomorph, and they'd kind of come rolling at you, but then, like, you know, go full... full sized and I've, I've been meaning to write a piece about how I want them to do, like, not a remaster, because this is far too old, but, like, re... you know, reboot as a franchise or whatever, because it was such a fucking sick game. Uh, space, big ass aliens, grenade launchers, all that shit. Side tangent. Um, I made my decision about this. Tension, tension, tension. <laughs> um, I'm giving it to Dead Space though. Fuck oh, you. Yes. yes. Do you know yes. why? Do you know Fuck why? You. I'm blocking you. Justice <laughs> has been served. I'm never coming back. I'm I always have back. this problem. Do you know what the biggest problem about this is? Right, like. I, every time I have to make a decision, I get people threatening to leave my company. <laughs> Watch me. Watch me leave in a place of glory. And I will, so, I will take PT and I will take Outlast and I will take the rest of the games that you will no doubt kick to the can. <laughs> I will take them and you will never hear from me again. Because you, will out- be, you will be sorry. Outlast. That you have made. I have no... In- there's nothing about that that makes me want to play it. The, the story did sound quite cool there, what you were telling me. It's but so I don't want to hide in a cupboard. I don't want my options to be run and hide. Yes, the that's game, more realistic. The whole game isn't like run and hide in a cupboard. It that's mostly just an sounds like it. I don't do. want to run. I, I, I like you know. I get too panicked, and I feel like also you say yourself you weren't the one holding the controller. The stress of having to do the running and hiding wasn't on you. How is 
just having a runaway. Moth it's hard. Having to shoot multiple limbs off a creature. I've got a gun. That's fine. Yeah. Give me a gun. It's not even a gun. It's a stapler. Uh, better. <laughs> a big stapler. Look, this is, that this right here is rigory. There's bullshit. nothing about Outlast that makes me want to actually play it. Watch a playthrough. Sure. And I didn't actually get onto one thing I do know about it. It's a camcorder. That's most of it, isn't it? You you kind of in the dark areas with a camcorder. Yeah. And you have to have batteries for that camcorder. I didn't mention that. Yeah, it seems yeah, like a need, major you thing. You need ammo. You need ammo in like any game that involves a gun. Yeah, but batch have you ever had a camcorder? Like have you ever seen how like the battery lasts like two hours? Not if you have multiple batteries, which you do in the game. But like I'm so saying, it lasts two hours. You don't need multiple batteries. Limited. You don't need them. Like, oh my god! You, game... oh, I just want to point out one of Holly's points was you wouldn't go in with a gun. There wouldn't be ammo lying around. The amount of batteries that are lying around for like a, a camcorder that is uh, their ammo. In a in a old in a old in a old asylum, you're way more likely <laughs> to, to find, find old batteries, batteries to find batteries than you are to find fucking ammo fully for juiced a batteries. Gun. Hmm. Listen yes. up, young younguns. Uh, now. You've all had your phones with your cameras on for all your life. Now, I was around when you had a camcorder, and I'll be honest, they didn't all have the same battery. Like, if you I bought your little, if you bought your camcorder, if you bought your Panasonic in with you, there will be batteries sitting around for various other models of camcorder, and none of them are going to fit in your camera. Is there no one here that doesn't have a drawer full of batteries? Because we do. We just AAs, just AAs, not camcorder yeah, exactly. batteries. And your camera, you don't know what camcorder he has. You've never played the game? Oh, you do know what camcorder he has and what batteries he needs. You don't know his needs. You don't know his technological needs. You don't know. You don't lost, know. Holly. You never You're will. Because I'm leaving and I'm taking Outlast with me. I'm upset. You can keep Outlast. I don't want it. I've made that clear. I'm Dead space. I'll be honest. In three years time when you're like, let's play, let's play Outlast for Halloween. I'm going to go, no. <laughs> I'm gonna go. No, you won't. You can go, play you it. You don't like the battery. You can play it for Halloween. I can't. I'll have a panic attack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nothing good. Anyway, Dead Space One. I'm also a little bit terrified about playing, but I feel like I'd be more likely to play that for sure. And I love a bit of space. I love a bit of sci-fi and zombie monsters. And they are fucked looking as well. It's not just guys from the asylum. This is this is some real horrible monsters. So I'm sorry, Holly. But I'm not sorry because of this it is what this is what you come on. I'm sometimes so you win, mad. sometimes you lose. And I keep fucking losing because lost... you like FIFA more than any other game that I've brought. <laughs> I fucking I'm hate leaving. FIFA. I just want to say this now. <laughs> FIFA wins, but I fucking it. Pick a side, yeah, Callie. It, it was a good. It was a good Pick argument. Side, it was a good argument against PT. Ugh. Go listen to the episode if anyone's wanting to question my decision to take FIFA and I respect your questioning of that as well because of it's a stupid decision sure <laughs> but there was reasons behind it or you could not not listen to the podcast and boycott Robot Republic which is exactly <laughs> what I will boycott the site you are yeah, on yeah you could all come over and listen to Indie Insight there is an active boycott <laughs> starting now <laughs> an active boycott to be fair to be fair to be respectful I remember when you were like oh my god we're dead space I was like, this is going to be hard because like, everyone I know fucking loves Dead Space. Look, so I was like, fuck Can sake. I just say as well, a lot of people will listen to a lot of these shows because of you, Holly. And I don't want you being the voice of a boycott to the website we both are on. Everyone boycott now. <laughs> fuck you. I'm joking, by the way. Don't boycott it. <laughs> Please. Um, <laughs> and yeah, do also go listen to Indie Insight. Not as an alternate. Like, you can have us both. It's, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> So um, on that note, 
Adrian, do you want to tell us where you're from, where we can find you, etc., etc.? I've done this so many times and I always forget. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to start from the top. So pretty much for gaming sandbox stuff, which is the most important stuff, uh, you can find us um, on our website, which is gaming-sandbox.com. You can find us on Twitter at gaming sandbox underscore and you can find our podcast, Indie Insight, at Indie Insight underscore as well. Don't ask who has the regular ads to those. I've tried reporting their accounts. They won't get off the platform. Um now, just to point that out, I didn't just report random accounts. This account hasn't tweeted since 2017, so I feel like it's justified. <laughs> um, bar that, you can find me on Twitter, at Odrin Johnson. Uh, you can also find um, Gaming Sandbox on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn for all those, LinkedIn. I don't know. Yeah, the oh, yeah. yeah the platform that, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk videos are pretty much the live, laugh, love of. But, you know, um, outside of that, uh, anything else I need to promote, uh, probably that I'm forgetting about, um, you should also go and check out all the wonderful people at Robot Republic because they're always really nice and having uh, they've had Connor and I on in the past and you've had me on again and you know Callie is always fun to talk to uh, whether he you know tries to bully us on Twitter and we just send back love um, <laughs> but regardless you should also go and check out the Treehouse uh, that's my favourite podcast uh, on the bitch. Robot Republic Thank you. it's everyone's favourite podcast but you son of a bitch <laughs> um but no, yeah, honestly, I love your guys' website and I love all the stuff you guys are doing. Um, and I always like whenever I see your stuff, I'm like, I always know it's been written by really nice people. So I'm always just Aww. like, oh, cool. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> Sorry, got a bit so soppy nice at the end there. Thank but yeah. you. Thank you. That's so kind. Thank you. Cutting out all that disgust. I may not and be I, boycotting I, anything anymore. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll throw it back to Callie because I feel like he's getting gradually consumed by the dark as this episode has gone on. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. The light of your compliments brings, brings it up for me. Um, yeah, so I mean, well, I'll throw this to Holly first. I mean, all these links, by the way, I'll put all the links to the uh, descriptions if you didn't catch any of that. Um, just, yeah, look below. And uh, Holly, where can we find you? I am here, checks, multiple L's, Y, and anything. If you can't find the amount of L's, I'm pretty much constantly roaming around Robot Republic. You'll find me somewhere. I'm insatiable. <laughs> and also... Ah, oh, I have a podcast. Say, every time, <laughs> every goddamn time. <laughs> me and my, me and my good bro bandit do the Treehouse, which is a ho- we try and keep it horror. It doesn't always go that way, but it's a horror podcast every week. Come visit us, come chill, come and get maybe scared, depending on whether or not we can focus on staying track that way. It, it, it's not scary, by the way. If you if you are <laughs> one of these people that don't like horror and you're fear- wondering it's going to be too scary, it's not going to be too scary. The first yeah, you're not alone. You're not alone. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's horror adjacent, I should say. We do try. We try. We fail, but we try. Mm. That's good, though. Good show. Go check out. And uh, yeah, for everything else, just robot-republic.com. Peace. Woo! I don't have a new DOS for Dania yet, so it's whatever um, you Beep, boop, beep. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you later. The Gaming Manifesto. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.